Align Your Practice podcast with Dr. Cliff Fisher, where your best practice and life awaits you. Are you tired of running a practice on your own? We want to come alongside you with experts to help you create your dream practice and your dream life. Here is your host. All right, Tribe, welcome to Align Your Practice with Dr. Cliff and Dr. Joe, brought to you by Align Life, where we want to give you the tools to create an aligned life so that you can have your best life. And so today I'm super excited to be talking about, you know, Joe, do you want to be a genius or a genius maker? Because both sound good. <laughs> I always liked a genius role, but I, I'm maturing <laughs> in my old age. The genius maker is the right path. So I, it's, uh, it's going to be a good discussion. Um, it's funny when you're in the academic world, we just want to be the smartest person there is because it's what we learn in our journey since kindergarten, right? Be smart. Yeah. So it is a, it's a wild conversation. And you're so right. Like we're taught, like this is ingrained in us. It's not a teamwork. It's like, what's your grade? How are you doing? It's not about teamwork. And that's where I think sports really come in and help people develop that. But if people aren't in sports or the in, in individual sports, I think it's really challenging to create that. And then you come out of the gates 20 years behind. That That's an interesting conversation of how sports can. I never really thought of it because they say playing sports helps with like leadership and it's that team mindset. But the academic journey is very um, it's a solitude kind of journey of like I have to be the best, the best, the best. Right. Think about it. It's, oh, yeah. It's kind of counterintuitive to leadership of building a team. So when you look at the most successful uh, business or business owners or CEOs or chiropractors, it's not usually or always the smartest person in the room, right? It's not. No. It's interesting. I mean, Mr. Ford, right? Like that was one of the things he said, Abraham Lincoln, all these great leaders, like they surrounded themselves with their enemies by Abraham Lincoln, Mr. Ford, he found like the best in the class and brought them on his team. And so... So yeah. let's frame this out a little to, <laughs> to right. if there's doctors on the call. Like there's a doctor on the call, got a practice, been in practice 10 years, has one staff, one and a half staff. And we're going to talk about creating geniuses in the practice. Like what is, what is that, you know, what does that mean? I just want to backtrack and say that, you know, I inadvertently and uh, in a sense a bit ashamed when I hired <laughs> staff when I first opened I thought of them as a liability, like, oh, my God, I got to pay this. How am I going to afford, you know, and I just thought I didn't think of it in the right context as a 24-year-old kid without leadership ability. I had the hustle, built six clinics in six years, so I, I got I had something. That was a heavy lift in six yeah. years doing that with me being the leader. And in my new knowledge, there was a little of a, a enterprise builder mindset that we'll share with all of you what that means. There was a little tyrannical components when I got paranoid and fearful. I became a, a tyrannical leader. I mean, all these things we're going to unveil and uncover to help doctors build bigger teams. So if you're sitting there right now with one staff or half a staff part time or, you know, we want to show you within the next literally three to six months how to go from that half staff to two full-time staff that are massive assets to your vision. If you got a four-person team, how to go to a six-person team with two times more impact and outcome from the team without excessive training, without more seminars, without more hours, without pushing them harder, getting more production from your team. And that to me is leverage. And uh, like Cliff, we were talking before we jumped on, I'd love your 
clarity and helping me massage this, but I think leverage has a negative connotation, just like sales has a negative connotation in our, uh, our profession. Sales is a bad thing. No, it's not. We sell all day. We sell our kids on getting them to eat the vegetable. We sell our, our, our wives on the, what, where we're going to go to dinner. We sell our, our partners in business on a pathway for a strategy. We, we're selling all the time. Leverage is okay. And I mentioned we leverage, I leverage my son uh, to help do landscaping. I leverage my son to help his sister with homework. He was way better than me in algebra. Leverage is fine. My son learned how to be a teacher. He learned how to, well, actually, I'm going to backtrack. My son got $30 to mow the lawn. He did it once. He hired the next door neighbor for $20. He sat on the couch, made $10 and watched his best friend mow the lawn. So I got to take that away. Uh, that's <laughs> leverage. There you that's go. Leverage. You, just, <laughs> like, you just leverage the leverage. Like, all right. There you go. It's, it's in the genes, apparently. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> He made $10 on the neighbor mowing the lawn. He did it one time. I yelled at him, and I'm like, wait a minute. I guess it's okay. His friend needed the $20, and he was out on the couch with his 10 in his pocket. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Talk about that a little. You agree with what I'm saying? The leverage concept is like you can leverage with integrity, right? I mean, 100%. I, I think leverage and integrity, like those would be the two spaces. Like if we're in integrity and we have clear expectations and agreements and we have good exchange, like that's where the leverage is coming. But I think one of the bottlenecks for offices is the doctors, they hold too tight onto it and they don't let go and they're not able to leverage because they're actually bad delegators. So I think leverage gets that bad thing because, or the bad name, because it's not done properly. So leverage done properly with integrity, with clear expectations and agreements is awesome. If it's done improperly, where it's just abdicated or do this, and then they don't do it well and you pull it back. And that's where I think that tyrannical like place comes in. You're like, never mind, I'm just going to do it. It's easier. And so I think leverage is a skill set that I don't think we talk about. So that follows what I was saying in sales. Same thing. We've right. all seen low integrity sales where they, uh, you know, the, the, they do this, um, uh, what do you call it, where, where they try to grab you with a little sizzle or they don't have integrity on their product or they don't have customer service. So it's the same thing. Selling with integrity is great. Leverage with integrity is great. Great opening to the, this topic. And like selling, nobody likes to be sold, but everybody likes to buy. Like I love <laughs> yeah. to buy, like probably too much. Yeah. And so, but I hate to be sold. Like, and there's a difference in that. But when people have answers to problems that I have, I want to know. And so if you can do that in the same language, like I know I'm training these, we got, we just got a new group of Align Life doctors and we're starting the foundations course where we're going over like the communications. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, we have to frame this in there. Like, how do we help them not help us? And so, cause if we yeah. help them, then we can help ourselves. So going into this topic of, are you a genius or a genius maker? We're going to break down the ability of you to multiply the, uh, the impact, the uh, capacity, the potential, the production of your team, which is you and one, you and three, you and five, whatever you have in your team. It doesn't matter who on this podcast wants to 2x your productivity and get more for your time in helping people live better lives and driving revenue. I think every one of us would raise our hand on that conversation. So being a genius, a genius maker, we want to talk about your ability to multiply the impact of people or conversely diminish right. the 
people's capacity to actually contribute. You may say, oh, I just hired an entry level staff. I'm just going to let me let me micromanage. Let me just go up to the front desk and throw things at them and give them tasks every <laughs> nine minutes and just, you know, breathe down their throat. And maybe that will help me grow a great clinic, you know? <laughs> so, um, I think so that's the micromanager. <laughs> yeah. That you look at micromanager is a term you heard in the 80s, but yep. the, the framework of the multiplier mindset uh, or the diminisher's mindset is micromanaging tactical steps, right? I mean, that's what it's it is. the fifth discipline of the diminisher. So yeah. that's the space. So when you look at these, like there's these things that we can call out and we really need to create a common language. So we're all communicating the same things because people are like, oh, I don't know, it just feels weird. And that's where common language, that's one of the things I really like about Align Life. We have this common language throughout. So when we say, you know, we had a day one, that means the same thing across the whole organization. So that's what we want to create in this. Like, let's create a common language. So the five disciplines of like the, the diminisher was like an empire builder, a tyrant, a know-it-all, a decision maker, and a micromanager. So those are the five like disciplines or five things people took up in that. And so those are the geniuses and the genius makers. Their five were, they were talent magnets. They were liberators. They were challengers. They were debate makers and they were investors. And so as we're going through this, it's really critical to understand it because these things are truly disciplined. It's not like, and we can create habits, but like most of the time it's just easier to default. Yeah, I love that because the diminisher, you're right. I totally skipped over micromanager is actually one of the tenets of becoming a diminisher. So with you, again, back to a, a new clinic, you have one staff. If you micromanage, you immediately diminish your team members' capacity and productivity immediately. So if you want to scale that clinic, you're at 150, 200 visits a week, you want to go to 400 visits a week, you immediately have to start multiplying the ability of your one person team, if that's what you have. If you have a larger team, the multiplication is massive because oh, yeah. the more people, the more you multiply, massive impact. And I think that's the multiplier thing. It's like one times one, we want it to be 11. So if you have like three or four team members, like one times one times one times one is actually 44 times their productivity. So um, it's such a crucial thing um, to understand like how important this is because it's, and you said le no more training, but there still has to be s some training. So it's super important that like, I know in my offices, I have three hours a week where we train, we have meetings and trainings three hours a week. So, well, you know, I want to clarify that it's not yeah. that you don't have to train you. If you're not training, you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, I'm saying what the idea of being a multiplier is the way you lead. I'm not saying don't train. No, I know you weren't. I just wanted to clarify. I okay. knew you, I knew you yeah. weren't, but I just wanted to clarify. I wanted to double click on that because I didn't want that to That's come good off the wrong way. That's uh, yeah. good. Being a leader, changing your leadership style. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to break down about three or four podcasts around this topic. And it's following in line congruently what, what Cliff's path and, and genius is to help mature the Align Life, uh, uh, our group, as we create better leaders in the clinics. We've created great doctors who could hold a team together, but we, we're moving now into teaching leadership so that they can create leaders inside of their business. Because what we've realized is if we help doctors become good leaders and they don't know how to make their office manager a leader who could multiply impact to their team members, 
we're not getting the leverage on the whole team. We've just made the doctor better at leading in a sense. But a good leader builds leaders, <laughs> right? Yeah, 100%. So that's where we're going with Align Life. And we just want to share this with you as we go through the journey and our consciousness and our deliverable in the Align Life clinics that you can gain some value. Yeah. And like one of the mottos I have, like great leaders build great teams, great teams build great practices. Love and that. so that's kind of along the same line. And so as we dive into this podcast and this series of podcasts talking about multipliers, we want to help you because we're not talking about just a team member. We're talking about a life. Like, and like Joe said, we're selling every day. We're also leading every day. We're leading our own lives. We're leading our family. We're leading our children. We're leading, you know, our friendships. We're leading all these, our churches, wherever we're at in these spaces. And so if we're a multiplier or a diminisher, we're that in all of the spaces. So how can we up-level that? Because we really need a shift in consciousness on the planet right now. Totally, totally. And, and as we continue this journey over the next three, four podcasts, let's clarify, like a multiplier, and what we're talking about is your leadership style, your behaviors, your communication, uh, your direction, of the people that are on your team is all factors in the way you can multiply the impact of your practice. So we're looking at taking the, the team member and not adding 5%, like plus 5%. We're looking <laughs> at multiplying, um, like doubling impact of team members. And the issue, and I think we'll break this down deeper as we progress, Cliff, but we talked about it's more innately easier to diminish people. Right. Just take control. And and that's what we want to do. We think control is our way. A control is a way for chiropractors to continue having a job, owning their job, building a clinic, and you can never step out of it because you diminish people. You're tyrannical. You control because you're paranoid and worried. Instead of having the actions or behaviors of a multiplier who asks better questions, who uh, takes a breath before speaking, who lets people grow and lead. And I realized, Cliff, that uh, uh, a dominant personality like myself, um, I want to help. So I'm in good conscience and trying to get in there and help them by whether doing their job, speaking louder, controlling outcome. Um, so that's what I realized has diminished my ability uh, over the years. Yeah. And I know, I don't know how you were, but I was reading the book and I was laughing to stop from crying in some of the parts. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> like it was so true. And so I think if I could have had this 20 years ago or 25 years ago, I could have built such a different practice in a lot, a lot faster way. And when you're saying two X, we're not saying two X by adding another team members. We're saying two X that team member and then add another team member. And then that will actually two times that, which will actually be an eight X. And so, yeah, and what what they said, Cliff, is uh, you know, and again, guys, clarity. We're talking about the multipliers book, and once in a while, Cliff and I will take something and break it down, bring it into your practice, you know, lay it right there at the front desk for you, kind of dialogue through this, so you don't have to. Not that we don't want you to read this wonderful book, but we're looking at application and trying to help uh, ease your journey in practice by giving you the meat. So. Um, when you're talking about that, Cliff, the other side of it is if you allow someone to become a leader and let them answer their questions and guide them, um, their productivity goes up a percentage as well. So they say not only do you 2x their current productivity because you've squandered it, but they get 10 to 20% more effective that first year 
and then 10% yeah. more the second year and, and so on and so forth. So it is a massive, massive change. So you may not need more staff so fast, but we don't want you to limit the growth of your clinic by trying to get to 90% capacity of your team. We want you <laughs> to hire quicker, faster, as you learn how to be a better leader. So you have a bigger team that can actually help fulfill your mission. You no longer have to be the one carrying the mission on your shoulder and dragging people along once you gain some of this value. Yeah, once you get the buy-in and people are in the right roles and they're leaning into their genius, everything works and flows so much smoother and so much faster for you, for the team member, for the patients, for the community. Like It's a win-win-win all the way across the board. So as we close up this particular one and get into go deeper into it, let's ask some questions of what uh, uh, to intrigue about. Are you a multiplier or are you, uh, you know, are you a diminisher? Like give me your, give me a couple that you would throw out on a, on a multiplier or either one. So I think, you know, are you a multiplier? You know, do you allow your team to have ownership of certain things? Do you, um, do you, hold back? Do you speak last? Do you let your team speak up and hear their opinion or do you push it down? I think those are some of the biggest ones that have impacted me. I don't know if that's do, what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you allow the team member to create the outcome in a different path than what you would have thought and just allow them to create the outcome you asked them to create? Or do you step in, micromanage, control, <laughs> change what they say they're going to do and say, eh, he or she's going to do it anyway. Like that's diminishing qualities. So uh, yeah, those are some of the things that I know people listen like, oh, I've done that. Um, yeah. I think the one you're on, like um, really takes me to the space of there's more than one right way to do things. And it's not always my way. And there's a right way for me to do something. And there's also a right way for you to do something. And those could be different, but they're both the right way. Yes. And so, so do you just take over the role or do you ask the staff member a question such as if you did it the way you propose, what do you think the negative impact could potentially be uh, doing that path and have patience to allow their brain a process and them to become a leader and say, you know what, I think we may have a gap or an issue here or may cost more. Okay. Then what would you do? So it's really the ability to um, allow people to become the genius of who they are. Getting back to the title of this talk, are you a genius or a genius maker? The genius solves everything, is chained to the business, can't have a vacation, is that right. everyone's dependent on the genius. But a genius maker lets people flourish in their own, their own genius and, and where their skills are. And you'll start to see that shine and you may not even know the genius of the team members that you have until you start practicing these behaviors. Yeah. And that's what we'll dive into. So the next podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to dive into diminisher and qualities, because I think sometimes we need to see the negative before we can really see and understand the positive. So the next podcast, what we're going to do next week is we're going to go over what are what are the diminishers? Let's dive deep into those. What are some of the qualities? How does it impact? And then where does it serve? Because some places it does serve. I don't know that it serves long term. I think it's kind of this win lose, which is ultimately a lose lose. And so that's where we're going to dive into next. But on this on this podcast, if there was a takeaway, Joe, the thing I would want people to be able to take away is like when you walk in a room, does everybody look at you and you're a genius or does everybody or do you, when you walk in a room, everybody feels like a genius. So I always think I like Michael Jordan, like when that guy got on the court, his whole team got better because he was on the court. And so, yeah, 
That's huge. That's huge. Do you feel you're a genius maker right now at this moment? And are you interested in seeing your diminisher qualities? Because all of us on this podcast right now, we have traits of being a multiplier, of helping people multiply their productivity. And all of us have qualities that make us diminish people. And what we're going to do is teach you and help you unveil things you may not know, but you will have clarity very soon when you go through this series uh, that we're doing now. And like what we talked about, we'll create language so you understand like what's a diminisher, what's a, you know, what's a multiplier so you guys have clarity. So then you can take this back to your team and you guys can have the same language like, so then you can have communication. So then, because when they have chime in, then they'll have the buy-in. But if it's, they don't have their voice, then they're not going to have buy-in on that. So um, I'm super excited for next week. So if you're a doctor who hasn't taken a vacation in a while, or <laughs> uh, you're, you're the loudest person at your office meeting, that you're the one that speaks the most at every meeting, if you're the first responder to every group email that takes over and has control, you know, if these sound like you at all, then this series is for you because we're going to help you create genius in the room, allowing you maybe to be the quietest person as the owner in your office meeting and watch the genius take place in your office meeting. Just watch it happen. It's, it's tough, um, but <laughs> watch that. Taking a vacation and making more money when you're out of the office. If you're looking forward to that, doubling your team so that they are more they are more productive because they're a bigger asset because they're more, they're producing more, allowing you to hire more. If you have low net profit, if you're looking at single digit net profit or you're making 10, 12% where you want to turn that into a 40% net profit, this is a series that will really help you understand how to accomplish that. So I'm excited to, uh, to start getting in the weeds and breaking this down. All right. Thanks, Rob. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Dr. Joe, for your genius. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. For opportunities to build your dream practice presented by Dr. Fisher, reach out to Align Life Centers for Natural Health at AlignLifeOpportunity.com. 